Okay, guys, so we do apologize. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but as we said, remember, this is all live. So, hey, this is real life. These are the things that happen every day. So we're not going to confuse you and make you think like, did we miss something? No, you didn't miss anything. We're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. <laughs> and so, so we're just going to jump right back in. So, of course, we were talking about um, this is part exactly. two of, um, you know, um, relational disappointments. And we were just discussing, you know, how these impact, how they, you know, in, in, uh, impact your life, um, inflict different emotions upon your life and just how they kind of shape how you go forth at times with relationships in your life and the expectations that you have or don't have of other individuals because of these experiences. Exactly. So, and what I was saying at the time was that when we had our technical difficulties, <laughs> uh -huh. was that, basically that people watch your life, you know, and if you're not strong enough, those same people want to mess up your life. Mm -hmm. And if you allow them to do that, like them feel like when you are a unit, and it's and, and for them it looks really great, you know, and it, it is great. Right. But they don't have the unit. So like, oh, instead of working in a unit or a family for yourself and building something nice, you'd rather destroy other people. You know, and what happens, people really set out to destroy people's lives. Mm. And if you let them, they will, you know. I know there's this um what is the celebrities? They he used to hang out with another guy and he told him. You know, if you're gonna hang out with me, you have to, you know, fool around your wife. You're not gonna fool around your wife. You can't hang out with me. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, you start fooling around, and it's it's the same thing. You know, so these people want, and you allow them because you want to be part of something. You feel that you missed something, or you know, perhaps you're right. Maybe I shouldn't bring my flower, my wife flowers every day. You know, mm. she's she she's lucky I married her. You know, people get into your head. And you hear yes. different things, and you're just like, oh my God, that's not, that's not right. You know, right. like, because the thing is, I say, this thing I say now is like, okay, when you're dating me, you're trying to get me, you brought me flowers every week. And that was cool. Now that you've married me, you should bring me flowers every day because it should be like a fine wine. It gets better with time. Yes. Right. You know, but yeah. you know, people want to think like, oh, now that I married you, I don't have to do nothing else for you. Right. And that's the wrong attitude. And then they get with these friends, women too. I've seen women like all of a sudden you start hanging around. It happens to a friend of mine. All of a sudden his wife started hanging out with these women. They say, you know, oh, um, no, he's not good enough for her. And she can have somebody better than him and all this kind of things. You know, mm -hmm. and, and let the same person get a chance to be with him. They will. Right. But what I think what we don't understand at times is that. Um, so especially when it comes to relationships of marriages or, you know, intimate relationships other than your children or your parents. We we tend to think that if something's going on with us, um, that we share it with our mm -hmm. group of friends. Now, I, I do feel everyone needs, and that's male and female, everyone needs a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Notice I said 
A sounding mm -hmm. board mm -hmm. because many times we feel that we we can just share with everybody because mm -hmm. you you know you my girl you my boy we understand mm -hmm. and, and so mm -hmm. not necessarily so because remember we're not all at the same point at the same time in life we don't all see things the same way our relationship um I guess what's the parameter is not the same and mm -hmm. nor were we all shown the same type of or equipped with the same type of relational um, abilities so you have to be careful when you're sharing with another person mm -hmm. about your intimate relationship you know because the one thing we forget is that even when you are in a situation where you get upset with your with your significant other and you're going on about, well, she did this, he did this, I can't stand them, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe, blah, 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 blah. So then you forgive them. You forgive them, right? Uh -huh. You forgive and you do forget. You forget exactly. And you forget. Uh -huh. They don't forget though. The sideline, the, the, uh -huh. the, um, you know, the band over here. Uh, oh, no. They're going to play that old tune for you. They're going to bring it right to you. They're going to keep replaying that song. When right. they ever, and they don't need, they don't necessarily verbally speak it. No, no. They just, no. it is in the actions. It is in the way that they now interact or, la or then don't interact with this person. Exactly. Or exactly. when they come into the room, everybody's eyes go up in the sky or, mm -hmm. you know, even the person who has entered into the space mm -hmm. feels that, that invisible barrier that has now been placed up as it relates to them. Mm -hmm. And then they're going, what, what's going on? And mm -hmm. they said, what you talking about? Nothing's going on. Oh, there is something going on. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the invisible shield has now been up and is guarded now. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we forget that sometimes. And and then sometimes when we're talking to, you know, the girlfriend about what the, the significant other has done or is not doing. Mm -hmm. Depending on whether or not that person is really, really your friend, mm -hmm. really your sister, mm -hmm. really in has your best interests at heart. Mm hmm makes a hell of a lot of difference what they do with that information. So true. Absolutely correct about that. Um, because for the person who does not have your best interest at heart, whom you thought they had your <laughs> interest at heart, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there arrives another point in your life that you're about to experience relational disappointment. Absolutely. Relational disappointment, relational hurt, rel relational deceivement on every level it's so true and you're standing there going how in that well but you gave them you gave them the ammunition yes you did you gave them the ammunition you, you put it in their hands mm -hmm. stock and barrel, and barrel. here you go <laughs> it's, <true. laughs> it's so true you it gave is. it to I them mean, yeah, you definitely did give it to them. And so that's why we have to always remember. And so that's that's one of the things about being angry, right? Because mm -hmm. we are human and we do get angry with one another and we do lose patience with one another. 
But when you lose patience with your significant other, you need to take a moment to really say to mm -hmm. yourself, okay, now, is this completely unacceptable? Mm -hmm. Like if it's something completely unacceptable, i.e. if you're being abused. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I mean that. I mean that in every sense of the word. Run, Forrest. Run, Forrest. Run. run. What? Run for the <laughs> run. hills. Run. The... When I say it's time to move. It, and, if, and if you, and so... And this is a this is a serious moment. I mean, everything we say, you know, we laugh and we joke, but I'm going to say there are points in our lives and relationships that we say to ourselves, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. I know I've had them. Yep. And, 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 and that will there will be a point where we're going to talk about that. How did I get here? And then we go into the. I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. but that is the moment where you do have to decide I do have to get out of this absolutely and it, may, and it may not be that you can do it right then right now but you do have to make a plan mm -hmm. and that is always a time that you do need to share with someone who can help you mm -hmm. not just share it for somebody to you Use know it against you exactly mm -hmm. but and if you are being abused in any way, physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, financially. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. financial abuse is a real thing. <laughs> don't don't leave that out. Don't financially, leave that. <laughs> then you need to make a plan. You need to find somebody who can help you create and, and get an, a strategy plan to get out. So I'm, so I'm going to say that always keep always keep that in mind. And I'm very serious about that. But when you are when you are in an argument with someone, you do have to say, okay, is this a game changer? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is this is this a deal breaker? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if it's not a deal breaker and it's not a game changer, then you have to figure out, okay, what do we do about it? How am I mm -hmm. going to approach this? How are we going to approach this going forth? Mm -hmm. Now, it could be a game changer but not a deal breaker. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It could be a game changer, but not a game, but not a deal breaker. Yes, 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 yes. Because, you know. When that happens. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and I'm going to tell you this much. Sometimes the goose and the gander don't, they are not equal partners. I, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> the goose and the gander are not equal partners. You know why? Oh, because the goose already got a game. Mm -hmm. The gander was just over here going, I didn't even know we was playing that game. Exactly. So they are not equal partners. They're not. They're not. But you do have to make a decision about whether or not, you know. This is something that you can get through. And if you decide that this is something you can get through, then very well, then you have to, again, come up with a strategy plan as to how you're going to get through it. Which is true. But so, the reality, too, that when, 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 when people play games, everybody loses. Absolutely. Or when people decide you're playing the game, so instead of playing the game, I choose to do 
nothing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Nothing is not an answer. Nothing is not a solution. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah. and, I, and, and when I say that, because there are times, there have been times, I'm sure, in each of our lives that we have been in a situation and, they, and we've said, you know what? I'm gonna let you go ahead and do that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to join you in that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. You have to decide. You're saying you're not joining them in that, but you are, you know, exactly mm -hmm. because you're going to be impacted whether you have decided or not. Exactly. That's right. You've already so been right. impacted mm -hmm. because whatever their actions have been, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that was beneficial to the both of you, to your relationship. There was going to result in an opportunity for relational disappointment. Yep. And so you can't sit back and say, I'm just not going to say nothing. Oh, no, you do have to say something mm -hmm. and you yeah. will have to take some sort of action. It's a matter of you deciding what are you going to say and what's the action you're going to take? Yeah. Because it's, you're definitely going to be affected by it one yep. way or the other. And if you, know, you, you can't say, I'm not going to be affected by it, you're, going to, you're definitely going to be, it doesn't matter. And if you have children, we teach our children relational disappointment without even mm -hmm. realizing that that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. so, as I mentioned before, if you're in a, if you're in a uh, bad relationship, because relationships have ebbs and flows. We're human beings. Yes, we, we are emotional yes. creatures. So mm -hmm. every day in a relationship may not be roses. There may mm -hmm. not be every day. There may be months, weeks, years that your relationship may not be good. But it, it, it then becomes, are we, is, is this something again that is we can work on, is negotiable? Or, you know, is it a deal breaker? Is it, what is it? But if you can't come to some sort of resolution about it, you are putting that onto your kids. Because what you're okay. teaching your kids is that either you're teaching them that you fight mm -hmm. for what you want, that you believe in. That's mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Or you teach them, just let people do whatever they want. Let them go on, treat you any kind of way, you mm -hmm. lie to you, steal from you, rob from you, rob you of your joy, rob you of your peace, rob you. If that's of your emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if you want to put them in an emotional prison where they feel the need to always please somebody else mm -hmm. without thinking about their own self-worth, their own you know, self-peace, their own happiness or joy, then allow them to, if you allow them to see that another human being can take control of their lives, then that is what they end up doing. That's right. Or they do the opposite. They go far left and they become the person inflicting the pain. The pain. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if, if, if you, you know, so if we want to raise children right well-balanced human beings you have to be honest with yourself and say oh okay they don't know they don't understand your kids do understand even if kids can't verbalize oh, absolutely they, they can and they internalize which is 
even harder because they may not be able to say, mommy, that didn't feel good what I just saw or heard between you and daddy, right? Or I didn't, that didn't mm-hmm. sound good what I heard between you and, and the boyfriend or the girlfriend, but it has put something into their spirits, into their minds, into their beings that they don't know what to do with. They don't know how to process that. So they either take it as acceptance or they take it as, or or, or they say, no, I'm never going to let that happen. But here's a moment. There's a lot of things in Mm -hmm. life that we say to ourselves, I'm never going to let that happen. But then we find ourselves in that place. Mm -hmm. And why does that happen? Relational disappointments. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing too, you have to really watch what you say because you can never take back the spoken word. Right. Some things you say are so horrific to other people that, you know, I'm sorry, just won't cut it. Right. Right. You know, you have to really, really think. I mean, when you're angry, you have to think, you know, like, you know, take a walk, just, just hold your, hold your breath for a minute. Really, yeah. really think. Because yeah. you could put some, and the thing is, especially if you're talking, a, a man is like an elephant. And it may not be that day. I mean, it may not be the next year. But when that year, when he decides to come back on you and inflict that pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So just when you thought that it was settled because yeah. he didn't react and he didn't say anything. And that could be for a female, too. Right. But inside... They're planning or, you know, it's like um, one of um, one of these guys said, he said that he would always argue with his wife, guys I listen to, and he's quick. You know, he always, she says something, he always has something quick to come back and say. And she told him, she said, you may feel, you may be able to give quick answers and have always something slick to say. She said, but you're killing my love for you. You're killing my, what was that? Love, my love for you. Oh, mm. And he mm. said he had to really think about that. So you're winning these words, but you're losing the battle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're, you're so quick, to, you know, and, and inside. And she told him, and he said he had to really think about that. Yes. And he had to change his ways. Right. You know, because yes. a lot of it comes down to not only communication, but um, real communication, like honest communication. Yes, you know because people sometimes like to tell you what you want to hear but that's not honest communication that's correct you need to have honest communication and you have to love is a moral act yes it's moral you have to decide you know if i want to be in this relationship and i'm going to do the best really the best i can do in this relationship right even if it is like let me just no, write it down. There's nothing wrong with writing it down. Oh, she likes this and, you know, what she likes, what right. I wanted. What, what, what am I planning on to do for my wife or for my husband mm-hmm. you know, for this relationship? You know, because we do get busy in our lives. You know yeah. what I mean? It could be like, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm run her bath water every night, um, you know, or every other night. You know, whatever. Write it down. You know, right. you can still, like send flowers, you know. If you could afford to do that, like every other week, I'm going to send her flowers, you know, that's important, but you have to be in it to win it. 
You can't be sitting right. on the sidelines talking about like, well, I married you, so what else? What's what now? Right. Like this and is, what, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. What yeah, else exactly, do you need? Exactly. And, and then you have the women on the other hand, which I hear all the time, well, you know, I give him everything he wants when, he, when, when we're in bed. Oh, okay, but what about when you're out of bed? Right. You know, it, it's so much other things. Right. You know, and it's not about, it's a, it's a, because it, it should be um, your, your husband, your wife, that's your friend or it should be your friend. Right. You know what I mean? Here we are to hang out together. You know what I mean? We, we together, we conversed. Right. And we have just like forgotten about that. Cause even I've always noticed, you know, you get a boyfriend and you spend a lot of time with your boyfriend and girlfriends are mad at you. And I'm like, well, I would never be mad at my girlfriends. And I would right. tell my girlfriends like, um, you, you know, if they call, I'm like, you're not hanging out with your hubby or your man or whatever. Right. Because he could, he could do things for you. I can't do. You know right. what I'm saying? I would always say that. Right. But he does for you. I can't do for you. Right. I get it. Because if you're excited and you meet somebody and what's wrong with, like, I understand we take a right. back seat. That's not a problem. Right. But some people really don't understand and make a big thing about it. Especially yeah. if these have been like how you say, watch who you share your business. Right. Because you say, oh, like the last one. Then, well, this is not the last one. This is right. someone new. Right. And I want a mate in my life. Right. Correct. You know, because I'm not trying to spend all my free time with you. Right. I want to, you just come, you're building a life. You want to have a family. Uh, right. And you're only going to meet people if you go date them. But a, a real friend to me would never say that to you. Right. Or somebody right. really cares about your well-being. They will be there to support you. Right. And understand, oh, wow. And, and you would do the same for them. Right. Men do the same thing. Oh, now you have to watch that old movie called Marty. And um, it won all the Oscars that year. I think it was like 1959, 58. But I, you know, I love old black and white movies. And, you know, he's like the last of all his siblings. They all married an old Italian family. And, you know... He finally meets a girl. He's not that attractive. She's not that attractive. But his mother, because now it's just him and his mom. Mm-hmm. And his mother's like, you know, now she's like, not sure. She really, maybe he, she don't want him to get married. Maybe he can stay there with her. Because now she's, you know, she's <laughs> Keep her company. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and, you know, she was like, well, she's not that pretty. You know, all these kind of things start coming to play. Then his friend's like, she's not, his friend's like, oh, you can't hang around with dogs. That, that's a dog. You don't want to hang around with a dog, you know. And he's like, she's a nice girl. And I like her. Mm-hmm. And he had to like, you know, for you to have a life of your own, you have to like not listen to all those things that people tell you. Oh, yeah. With that negativity. Yes. Because it's, it's kind of for their own good. But some people, I never forget, I met this lady. My kids went to school. And she had three kids. And her brother um, is gay. And he wanted to have a child. And she sabotaged that whole thing because she said, I need him to take care of my kids. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Because her brother did very well in life and he did everything for her children. And she knew that if he ends up adopting his own children, he wouldn't take care of her children. And she did everything possible so he would do that. Now, see, that's a prime example of relational hurt. Exactly. Because, because you, you won, you had three children. 
and you felt that it was your brother and, 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 and a husband and a husband too and she was married oh and too. a husband oh wow oh, yeah, she, so, yeah, yeah, so you felt oh see i thought there was maybe not a husband yeah, I thought that's, the, why I, that's why i had to put that in there no she had a husband but wow. the husband didn't make as much money as the brother oh well well, you see that now that's that's a really good example of relational disappointment and re- relational and extreme selfishness. Let's not forget. Yes, extreme selfishness and <laughs> manipulation. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And she, you know, and she and to, to be able to sell to be able to say that to somebody with a straight face. Right. So you so I ought to sacrifice my life, my happiness, my <laughs> heart's desires to be there for you when in fact you have a husband, <laughs> husband and you have children and yet here I am <laughs> wanting to have that but I can't have that because if I have that that means I'm going to be taking something away from you which never belonged to you in the first place uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's a very interesting that's a those are very interesting dynamics <laughs> like when like when I have my children okay you know I have like 11 siblings yes and so I went my, my sister-in-law called me. My nieces needed me. They needed prom dresses. They need whatever. I designed the dress, make the dresses for them, whatever they need. And I run. And, you know, when it was time for my family, my kids, I don't I don't see these people. I mean, because, of course, now they got their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, everything like that. But I know, but they would be angry at me. Oh, we don't see you anymore. Well, you know, I, I am married now, and I, I do have children now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. different. And they would... Not to mention that they saw me as a kid for so long. Oh. You know, they were like, oh, you know, Stephanie's just a kid. It was just like, it was, it was odd. It was, all my family like saw me like that. But I mean, I lived on my own. I had my own place and everything. But they still, because not until you really see you married and have a family, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get married. Well, I had a little marriage before, but. <laughs> You had a little marriage? Wait a minute. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> That's like being a little bit pregnant. I, I just didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I had a little marriage. A little bit. But, but, I, I, but when I really got married, <laughs> when, I, when, I really, when I really got married at 33, Listen, you know. We'll have a conversation was, later about the little marriage. The little marriage. <laughs> Yeah, yep. we, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the marriage marriage issues, right? Yes, <laughs> but, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so but I really got married at thirty three, and then I didn't start procreating until thirty six. You know, then it's like mm-hmm. a whole other thing, you know. But I'm like, I don't have time. So for all those years, I was there for them, and now I'm no longer can be there for you like that. Right. And you know, some people were really upset. Yes. And I'm like, really? Y'all, I, I don't understand it. You know, all my nieces having babies before me, they're getting married before me, but I'm there for you. But then it should be the same way, you know? Like, can y'all be in my way? No, no, we don't have time to do that, you know? It was it was pretty like, it was eye-opening for me. I can honestly tell you, mm-hmm. very eye-opening. Yeah. But people show you who they are oh, and yeah. you better believe them. And I, and I believe you. Assume I mean, you, you show me, I believe you. Well, sometimes people also assume that you don't need all of that. I, I, I That's true too. People, people take you at face value, mm-hmm. um, but they don't take their stuff as face value, right? right. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't, meaning that they don't see how 
the way you interact or the way you disregard me or the way you don't feel that I need anything from you indicates that they see you somehow differently. And, and, and I hate to use it, but like a, like you're some sort of wonder woman, you're heroic, you're this rock a Gibraltar, you know, you, you just, you got it going on. You don't need me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody needs somebody. Yes, Everybody they do. needs people in their lives. And just mm-hmm. because I may appear to be strong, mm-hmm. I appear to be or have the ability to bounce back from things that happen in life, doesn't mean I'm not bruised, doesn't mean I'm not battered, doesn't mean sure. I'm not hurt, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have not been devastated. But Sometimes people don't see that about you because I didn't cry about it or I didn't, at least I didn't cry to you about it. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't cry publicly about it. I didn't whine about it. I just kind of dust off and kept it moving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there is where people sometimes, you know, forget to check on you. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they don't call a check on you. They don't see if you okay. They don't, even when you're talking to them and you say, they're like, you all right? You good? Or they call you and they're like, and they never, right, right, right. And they never say, they never say, how you doing? Or if you say, well, did it, girl, let me call you back. Uh, exactly. <laughs> let me call you back. Exactly. All of a sudden, when you start to say something is, uh-huh. this is, what what you say? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. I gotta I gotta run. Mm-hmm. I'll be back to you in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll call you back. And that'd Wait be a long that. call back. Long call back. <laughs> that call never happens. It call doesn't never happen. And then when you mm-hmm. see them again, they're like, I ain't seen you or heard from you in a minute. You just kind of look like uh-huh. Uh-huh. I why. <laughs> <laughs> but it but you know, relational disappointment is a it's a it's a serious thing because it it will tend to taint our our minds and our hearts about relationships. It will make us doubt that people are not good. It's it true. Will, it will make us feel that nobody really cares about me. Nobody cares about what happens to me. I, that's not what that's how like I felt I mean I gotta say when I ended up unexpectedly in the hospital like that I didn't feel I just felt like okay I got my two kids you know what I mean really like that mm-hmm. it gets me because it's so funny my brother called me last night I haven't talked to my brother probably about my one of my oldest brothers uh one pass and um but this one he um maybe about three years four mm-hmm. years we have mm-hmm. him Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who's he calling because I've been like, you know, working with my some business with my niece, which is his daughter. Mm-hmm. But he's like, because I heard you were sickly and um, your husband found you on the floor and all. He said, like, no, that's, that, I don't know. What you, that's not what happened to me. You know, I said, <laughs> first of all, I'm not sickly. Yeah. Second, I, don't, I, don't, I, I love don't that word. Yes, yeah, sickly. Exactly. I said, I don't have a husband anymore now either. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? No, I don't have a husband. I live with my children. Right. <laughs> like, nobody found me on the floor. <laughs> it was right. 
<laughs> so he was like, oh, that's what I heard. It's amazing how you say one story and it's a whole different story. That was funny to me. Translation said, is important. Exactly. You know, he just said to me, oh, um, he's been saying, I'm going to come by. I'm gonna come. I like to play cards. I should come by and play cards. He told my son, he was going to come by and play cards with him when my son was six years old. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, my son is going to be 19 next month. So <laughs> I said to my son, I said, I talked to your uncle today. He said, he'll come by and play cards. <laughs> Man. But, you know, but you learn, I mean, like he stood me up and walked me down the aisle. My mother can say, I can tell you right now, he's not going to show. It's showing up the week before my wedding. I can't walk you down the aisle. I'm not, I'm not even coming to the wedding. I'm like, wow. Oh, I, wow. Was, I was so, so hurt. I really was. I really was. And so when I did end up getting pregnant, um, my sister-in-law, they've been together since they're 15, started having kids at 17, got married at 17. Now they're almost 70. Mm. And um, he said, um, so when I got my cousin said, you should let them know you're having a baby. I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> it, we don't have the kind of relationship. That, that's me. I like, as soon as I recognize that relationship, you know, you think you have one with a certain type of relationship with a person and then you realize you don't. And I quickly, we don't have that type of relationship. You know, right. and so she she must spoke to my mother. My mother told her I was having a baby and she calls me and she's like, I got words for you. And uh, she's oh, just because we didn't come to that funky ASS wedding of yours, mm. <laughs> you know, because oh, that's not. Yeah, yeah, that, that's her mouth, okay? I was like, uh, you know, first she was not going to say nothing because she don't want to get me stressed because I'm pregnant. But then she couldn't just help herself, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. But because of that, I mean, my kids know the cousins that they know, but I was very cautious about who I let my children spend time with. Right. You know, because I, me personally, I knew a girl like her and her sister just didn't speak. They really didn't have a great relationship, but her son went to her sister's house every weekend. Like yeah. that wouldn't work for me. You yeah. know, that, that's just me. Like you don't have a good relationship with me. You're definitely not going to be spending time with my child. Yeah, that would, that would be, that would be hard for me too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's because not. Because I feel like we, if we've never had a con, if we're not talking then you don't even know the things that I don't want my child to do or be exposed to, or you don't know what, how I parent. And so exactly. that would be really, um, yeah, that would, that would not sit well with me either. And I don't need you over there saying negative things about me to my child. Right. That's true. I could, I definitely understand that. It's funny. You mm-hmm. said your, your, um, your uncle didn't walk you down the aisle. I'm sorry. Your my, brother. My, my brother. Yeah. Well, my dad didn't, my dad was supposed to walk me down the aisle. He didn't show up either. Really? Yeah. Wow. He didn't show up and he didn't show up at my wedding either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I think that with your case, being raised by your, both your parents, you know, I mean, that was like the biggest blow ever for you. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, not to see that you hadn't seen the change in him, but still. Well, you know. what was weird about it? I learned I learned something really um, important that when so when my parents did separate, I it was me who was saying to my mom, "We gotta go. We just mm. gotta go." 
because the, just the, the, the way life was being lived, the way things were happening, um, it was time, it was time to go. So I did, I encouraged my mom to, to leave. Um, we left and then my, you know, my mom did file for divorce. And in spite of all that had gone on between my dad and I, it was a great loss for me. Of course. It, it was a great loss for me. And I remember thinking, you're 23 years old. So what's the big deal that your parents are divorced? It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. Um, and so I realized that, again, divorce is not just a, a husband and a wife. No, it isn't. When you get divorced, the whole family gets divorced. It's true. It's and, true. And, it, and, and friends too. And friends, right. And so that's now where you really, really have to, you have to step up to build relationship Mm -hmm. this relationship now that has been severed you now have to build a new relationship Mm -hmm. because the children still need their father that's right the father still needs their children and if he thinks he doesn't he should Mm -hmm. He he may need some encouragement but he needs his children and his children definitely need him Mm-hmm. And let me just say, I'm, I'm not being sexist because sometimes it's the mother who needs to know that her children need her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because moms leave too. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yes, yes, they moms do. Moms leave too. I know. <laughs> I, I know some. Yeah, right. It's not just, <laughs> it's not just dads who be like deuces. Moms do too. Say deuces. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. You know? They do. And really, that relationship has to, that old relationship has to die in right. order for a new relationship right. to emerge. Exactly. And, and what, we, what we fail, though, to do as human beings is that we keep trying to build on the old severed relationship. Mm-hmm. No, we, no, we try, yeah, we try to build on our old foundation. We got to right. create a new foundation. A new foundation. <laughs> because what we don't realize is that obviously... There was something not solid in the in the foundation of the mm-hmm. first relationship. And mm-hmm. and and as the kids, we didn't have anything to do with that first relationship. We were not even a thought. Exactly. In most cases. In most cases. Right. <laughs> now sometimes we are the thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we are the cause for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But we'll still, we we're not responsible because kids do not ask to come into the That's world. Right. That's what my mom always says. Kids do not. All the time. Ask and my mother, my mother always said that that was your pleasure. That right. wasn't theirs. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my my grandma used to say, you weren't the pillow nor the sheet. Uh-huh. That's right. So, That's true. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to learn, right, that once relational, relational disappointment, hurt, brokenness, all these things occur then you have to start building a new mm-hmm. right you have to then figure out what now does this relationship look look like what do i what are my expectations 
-hmm. of this relationship? Does the other person or other people involved want to be in relationship? Mm -hmm. That's something yeah. we never factor in. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. We just, and, and, we just automatically assume, hey, I'm your kid. Of course you love me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. Do they? Do they? And, and, mm -hmm. and even sometimes, do they know what loving you means? Do they know mm -hmm. what loving you requires of them? Mm -hmm. Do they know what your expectations are of loving and being in a loving relationship? Because some people don't know what love is. Exactly. Exactly. And we, no. at times, I have learned in my, in my own life, from my own experiences, that there are a lot of things I did in my life, relationship-wise, that I was seeking. I was seeking that relational bond that I never think I got mm. from my dad mm -hmm. you know like I knew my dad I know where my dad was I knew I knew who he was where he was mm -hmm. but I still never can say like I always feel like I revere my dad like I was a daddy's girl mm -hmm. but was I mm. now did you feel this way before he just the chain had a whole change within himself. How did you feel prior to that? Prior to that, I did. I considered myself a daddy's girl. But my father was not the but daddy's was he girl daddy. But was he a loving father like to you prior to the whole change? I can't say I know what that looks like. Wow, okay. I don't know. I mean, let me say this. I'm not going to, he was not, he was not loving. He was like, he wasn't mean. He wasn't abusive. He was none of those things. Mm -hmm. But did he spend time with me? No, mm -hmm. not really. You know, in the house, I remember on Saturdays, my family, we always went, you know, we spent Saturdays together. We would go uh, either it was food shopping or clothes shopping and we would leave the Bronx and go up to Yonkers or go some, go to Jersey or something. And those would be our times together. And there's always a running joke between my mom and I that when we were shopping, once my dad got what he wanted, mm. he was ready to go. Mm, <laughs> okay. <Okay>. Over. <laughs> After he had got what he wanted and he got his food, he'd be like, okay, y'all ready? Cause I'm ready. And so, as I'm saying, not that he was ever, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't mean. He was just, he was just mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what I found is that what I find it, there is the difference between men and women and what I, after having, you know, uh, a, a pair, is it a pair or a set? A set. So you have a set. We have a boy and a girl. Yeah. Right. Well, you have two girls and a boy. Yes. But I could see, I used to think that, and as I'm going through and going through life and getting older and experiencing different relationships, that men are very selfish. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, how did they become? But I realized after having a son, they're born like that. And it's something that you have to teach them. You know, it just is not just a blank. I mean, not every single one, don't get me wrong. Because, you know, you have women, all women are nurturers either, but for the most part, they are. And for the most part, you find that men are more selfish and they're born like we're born nurturers and they're born like, really, it's about me. And, and when I, men change those things when they learn how to love or when they really love. Because the one thing that I have learned with men that a man go through his whole life and never really love. They have love for you, but not be in love with you. Because if they're comfortable, what they could stay in that relationship because men are scared to ever really give their whole heart. Because once a man gives his whole heart, it's more of a heart than a woman would ever give if he ever gave it. But far fewer in between ever really give their heart. I And I can, I can agree and disagree with that because... I, I do, and that's what I said. I, I feel like I think that was my, my dad was selfish. I think my dad was very selfish, very self-centered um, and was accustomed to getting what he wanted mm -hmm. um, without having to really give anything back in return. Right. Mm -hmm. But I haven't, I haven't, I've met men who, you know, stayed for the sake of their children. Mm -hmm. And, and I have, you know, and, and I've, when I meet, when I've met the men like that, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, like, that's really crazy, you know, mm -hmm. but not crazy. And I don't mean crazy in a bad way. I mean, it's like, I've met men who they stayed married, even though like sometimes for women, maybe you should have not married that person to begin with. And I agree. Mm -hmm. But because they made the commitment mm -hmm. and now that there were children involved, mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, I'm not going nowhere till my kids are able to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of men like, like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not afraid that she wouldn't take care of them, mm -hmm. but I can't. That's not that's not the vision I have in my mind for my children that my children would, you know, I'm going to be divorced and my kids got to come see me every other weekend or that. I know men or like that. They may be with somebody else's daddy. <laughs> right. I know men like that. And, uh, yeah. and, and they, when I say stuck and stayed, stuck and stayed. And, and they raised their children um, and, and doted on their children and, and spent beyond quality time. Sometimes time that you'd be like, you did what? the kids be like yeah we went to we went to six flags today and we was there all day Woo, that you you are a great dad because i wasn't going for two hours <laughs> and i yep. love my kids mm -hmm. but i'm not going to six flags yeah but well i know i, I know men like that i definitely i know quite yeah, a few you know, like that and they're gonna do everything, everything they can for their children but yes. i know the other men like that they stay for their children but they're they have all these other women on the side. No, you know? these, so, these, no, no, no. I'm talking about I'm told no women. I know men like that too. I yeah. know the men like what right. you're talking about, but I know the yeah. men too. But I'm right. saying when you're gonna stay running around, 
and your wife is expressing this to your children, like when you came in at three o'clock and want to see your father's out with another woman, you know what I mean? Then what was the purpose of you staying? Right. If you weren't going to stay and be the man like you were speaking of, then you need not stay. Right. Right. But I'm saying I'm, I, I know both. I know, I've, seen, I've seen both. I've seen and both. so, and, and so when I look at, when I look at the one who's, who, like you say, stay, but had other women and ran around. I realized too, again, there is relational hurt. There's relational damage somewhere in there that has never been touched upon. Mm-hmm. The same as when you, you stay knowing that you're really not in love with this person anymore mm-hmm. and you're not cheating on that person, mm-hmm. but you're, you're going to stay because you don't want to create that kind of hurt and pain mm-hmm. in your children's life because you've already experienced that. Mm-hmm. So in both cases, there was hurt. There is pain, mm-hmm. there's disappointment. There are, mm-hmm. So it, it still goes back to relational disappointment. And it, it, it is about how we, how we learn and work our way through these things, how we heal through these things and how we hopefully prayerfully teach it in a way to our children that it is not something that they repeat, mm-hmm. right? And, and so teaching our children that it's okay if you are not like you, if you start out saying, I love you, even in marriage, I love you till death do us part. I, I, I'm not, this is, so this is not against God's word. I'm just going to say though, in life, death is not always the physical of your mm-hmm. actually expiring. Of course. Death is when the love between two people and better yet, the respect between mm-hmm. two people has died, mm-hmm. that is a till death do we part. Exactly. Because when you no longer respect a person, that's, that's, that's a major, respect Ooh. is not something that you can, if I lose mm-hmm. respect for you, Oh, that mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All yeah. the love in the world does not help me Mm-mm. get back to respecting you. Exactly, I agree hundred percent with you. Yeah, I love you, but if I don't respect you, mm. oh, yeah, that's a tough one right there. That's like ooh, that's, that's, that's uh, I can't, no I, going on. That's not good. You got <laughs> like, nowhere no, to go no. with that one. I got no. nowhere to go. No. I could look. You know how how Anita Baker said, "Bless your heart." I'm going to bless your heart, but I got to go. I know that's right. I've got to go because I do not respect you enough that I can love my way through respecting Mm. you again. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So so death do us part can take on many different levels. We can. And that's what I said. Losing the other thing is a real thing. You have to think about is the kids when you think about the kids like it's a i mean i think this would be always something that would be out there like okay do you because the kids 
even if you're doing everything for your kids and you stay for your children, they still know things aren't right between mommy and daddy. Oh, you, you know, like, um, Wait, you, you really like are my daughter said to me, quiet. I never she said to me, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, so like, exactly. So my daughter said to me, she says, um, first one day she asked, I was doing here, are you and daddy getting the divorce? I was like, I don't know why you asked. Well, when, because it got to the point with he was home, I wasn't home, with I was home, he wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, I think you should get a divorce so you can be happy. Mm. I can honestly tell you, it freed me. It made me feel like, oh, right. wow, you know, because for her to say that, but then for her to, like, then I had to think, well, what was she witnessing? Mm. You know, all you the time. Us having that conversation? Exactly. Yeah. You remember yeah, us having that conversation? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And for her to feel that way. So it's like, do you, because what, what he, and then when Savion asked me one day, like, what happened, you know, and um, I was explaining to him, you know, what, in a way not to throw his father under the bus. Right. And what, and I, what I said, I said, you know, it's been a minute, you know, but Savannah turned around and said, and I knew it because that's not the way a husband's supposed to treat a wife. So I'm thinking like, in my mind, mm-hmm. yes, she said, mm-hmm. what was she seeing that she, yes all this I remember when she was seven she'd be like y'all should go on a date hold hands go on a date do this do this so she started noticing all those things very early on yes you know and it's interesting because you can stay and then either the kids will say like oh this is what a relationship looks like right just like that um I think it was the football player with the the two rappers that they were um the, uh, the footage came out that he pushed her down in the elevator and then he makes the comment, welcome to black love. So it's like you telling your kids, like, welcome to, this is what love is. And, yes. it's, it, and it isn't, you know it what is. I mean? And they could take, either they could go, like you said, to one extreme or to the next, Correct. you know, they could be in that or go to the opposite extreme. Right. So it's like, sometimes you do, I think that as I'm older, I mean, you have to make a plan and you have to really sit down and talk to your children. You know, I think that's really most important to pretend that everything is okay and it's not. Even if the plan is like we did coupling for five years, mm-hmm. even if the plan is to do coupling, and um, it worked. You know, it gave them enough time to see like, okay, mommy and daddy are getting a divorce; they're not going to be together. You right. know, but he, we were still under one roof. You know, he lived on one side of the house. I lived on the other side of the house, mm-hmm. which turned out to be very good for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, maybe it's a little hard on us, but it wasn't about us, but it was right. about the children. Right. So well, it wasn't just like they came home one day, and he was gone. Right. You know? Right. They were, they were slowly being prepared for the divorce. Right. And the fact that, you know, because he, he was definitely living his own life at that point. So mm-hmm. they were prepared. It just wasn't a smack in the face kind of thing. Right. So I think the thing is to get in front of your children and pretend that everything is good. That's that's not good. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're not, all of a sudden you're gone. Or, you know, daddy or mommy has a new family. That, that I think that's the shock value in it. Right. Because right. I think when you're doing that to your children, it's, it's a very deceitful way to teach your children. Exactly. Um, it's teaching them deceit, it's teaching them dishonesty, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's teaching them how to um, harbor and foster um, 
or making it okay to say, yeah, this thing is not the best thing, but this is what we got. So we just, we just make it do what it do, but you're really not making it do anything because you're not even engaged with that person Mm -hmm. anymore. You're not Mm -hmm. engaged Mm -hmm. in this quote unquote marriage because I'm doing my own thing. You're doing your own thing. Yeah. We stay under the same roof, but there is no communication. There's no intimacy. And when I say intimacy, I'm talking, I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about intimacy in the sense that I'm sharing my life with you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you what my day was like, or you're telling me what your day was like. I don't know from one day to the next what you're doing and you don't know what I'm doing. That mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Um, no, not, you know, and they say that you're married. I mean, you're, you're in a marriage and to have that, that's not a good thing. You're it's absolutely not a good right. thing. I, nope. and I, I always say, you know, the one thing my mom taught me um, despite my challenges with my dad, despite her challenges with my dad, because he was her husband. He wasn't my husband, right? Mm-hmm. They chose each other. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother made it very clear that I had to respect him. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking one day, girl, you done lost your whole mind. <laughs> you asking me to respect him. What what has he done to garner or to earn my respect? Because mm-hmm. did I just not say a long time of a few minutes ago? Once I lose respect for you, that's a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. But she would not allow me to do that, and I'm glad that she didn't mm-hmm. because I realized that after, like I said, once my dad became sick um but I had already made my peace with my father prior to him getting sick and passing away had I not not done that I would have just gone through life suffering more relational damage you're right because now I would have never had the opportunity to share with him what I felt or how I thought he felt about me, I would have never had the opportunity to forgive him and to forgive myself for how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. And I would have never had the opportunity to just say, I have to really forgive us and forgive him for what maybe he didn't know or maybe he didn't have the ability to give. And sometimes we don't even recognize that, that when a person is hurt, when a person is damaged, when a person is broken, mm-hmm. they don't have it to give. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, one, of my, one of my favorite sayings, you know, something I, I, I came up with and I said, stop expecting from people what you know they cannot or will not give to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends say that I shouldn't say that, but for me, it is. I, I really well, sure. believe that. You, I believe that too. Because I'm expecting you, because I love you, mm-hmm. I expect you to love me back. Mm-hmm. The same way I love you. The same way I love you. Mm-hmm. If I'm giving to you, I expect That's you right. to give to me. Exactly. But here's the thing. The way I love you is based on the way I interpret what love is or what exactly. I have learned or what I've been I've seen about love. 
Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know mm-hmm. who this person determines love as or what what they have seen as love is. How many times have we seen people in abusive situations? And when you talk to people and they ask, they're asked, well, why did you do that? Well, that's the way my dad did it to my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way my mother did it to us. Mm-hmm. That's the way... I mean, we, we, we laugh about these things, but the laughter is more the nervous laughter. Of course. Yes, definitely. No, which is why a few years ago, um, when my youngest became, I guess even before she got into double digits, I had determined that I would no longer put hands on her, Mm -hmm. physically put hands on her. Um, and it had to do with her, but also my son. (coughs) Don't, don't, don't mistake. She means spankings. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Discipline. Yes. Thank you. Let me, let me clarify. Yes. Thank you. you. Oh, you're welcome. Physical discipline. Yes. Uh, mm. Um, because as, as a, as a mom, there were people periods where I was a single mom mm-hmm. and I was at that time a single mom to my son mm-hmm. and I know that there were times that I physically put hands on my son in in the name of discipline and in the name of you know I got to get you I got to get you right I got to keep you straight I can't afford to lose you to the streets I can't afford to lose you to craziness mm-hmm. whatever whatever but Years later, when my son witnessed me disciplining his younger sister, my son came into my room visibly shaken from seeing me discipline his sister. And at first I was like, what's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, why are you in here? But my, my son said to me, he says, you know, mom, and he's crying. He says, mom, I've never, I've never been a parent. I don't know what it's like to be a parent. He says, but I'm going to ask you not to do that again. He says, I know that's what you did, you know, and that's how you, how you discipline. He says, but I want you to know every kid doesn't need that. And every kid doesn't benefit from that. And my son and I had probably a four hour talk that night about how I had physically disciplined him and how it never, of course, wasn't a good experience for him. And neither was it for me, but I felt that was what I had to do to keep him on the straight and narrow. But after that, I realized that you cannot teach a person not to accept abuse from other people when you are physically putting your hands on them and telling them, I love you. Which is true. Because what you are teaching them is that when someone else in their life comes along and does that in their early teens, when they're dating or they like someone or later on in their life, when they meet the quote unquote, the one, but the one is controlling the one is abusive. The one is 
taking over their lives, literally taking breath from them. And in some cases they do. You've taught your children that. You've mm -hmm. taught them that that's an accepted behavior. Because as parents, are we not controlling our children? Or at least mm -hmm. we think we are. Like I would say, we think we <laughs> We think we are. <laughs> That's another topic we're going to talk about. That's another topic. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I don't you, know. Some babies control us, for sure. Right. You cannot control another human being. Mm -hmm. you, can mold, mm -hmm. you can mold. You can shape. You can guide. You can lead. You can teach. You can encourage. And most definitely love. But you cannot control another human being. You you really can't, but I, the, and not only that, people change when they're ready to change. Absolutely, that's the only time. Absolutely. Whatever it may be, what they 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 do it on their own time. That's right, and not before. That's right. You know, that's not how it works. But when you talk about your your, your two your two youngest ones, all I remember was we was having lunch that day, and they yes. were just going, and you were like, "What?" You were like, you're seven years old. <laughs> well, they, they're nine years apart, right? Yes. You're like, that, it was so, I was like, you know, and she was giving it to him just as good as it was funny. <laughs> yes. Yes. And later on, I found, you know, that's the thing about relationships. I later on found out that they were protecting each other a whole lot. Like, I found out that they were playing one day. And he dropped her. Mm -hmm. And I remember going downstairs and she was boohooing. And I was like, what happened? Oh, she, she hit her leg or something. Obviously, she had bruised. He dropped her. And she had bruised her thigh really bad. Ooh. And she told me recently, she was like, I couldn't, I couldn't move that, my leg for about a week. Mm. I said, what? She says, I think it was broken. It was broken. <laughs> now, see, I didn't teach you that. <laughs> but but they protect each other. They look out for each other. Yes, they do. They look out for each other. They protect each other. Everything. Right. You know, when, when I, like I told you, I got my new, my little Pomeranian. It was like their dog. Yes. That dog played the dog. This is a, the that dog's leg got broken. Yes. Dash is gonna be 10 years old. And to this day, I still don't know what happened to Dash. Dash. And now like I'm like, that. yo, what happened to Dash? How did his leg get broken? They still look at me and say, We don't know. You right. know, they don't, right. they don't know how the leg got broken. Right. Dash has you been home what a week? That was like a week yeah. after. Yeah, been home like a like that. I don't even think quite a week. Yeah, I remember that. And he broke his leg. And that's yep. why I call him like everything that that's so that's my forty five hundred dollar dog. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. I yes. still we still I still don't know what happened to poor Dash's leg. Yes. I know thirty five hundred dollars later. Yeah, he just bought him, flew him home from um. Where were we at? We were in um Savannah. Oh, um, where's that place? Savannah. No, we were in um uh, in Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. No, we bought them in Florida. We were at um, what's that beach in Florida? Um, Panama City. That they go to spring for spring break. 
Panama City? Destiny? No, not Panama City. The other one. It's the beach. It's a beach. That's the name of a beach. Oh. Um, in Florida. I can't remember the name. But anyway, we brought them down there. Mm. And um, but they have the strip and they have all the hotels. Oh, in Miami. Yes, in Miami, but at certain beach South in Miami. Beach. South, South Beach. Beach. We bought him in South Beach. Okay. And um, we had to fly him home and everything like that. So between all that and then his $3,500 operation to put a mm. rod in his leg. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Girl. So again, it's just, and that's what I said. So it's just, a, just look at how those things relationally, how they happen, right? But you, you've got to remember Everything that we are doing in life, there are eyes on us. If you have children, there are eyes. Yes, they are. But even from the day, from the day they're born, when they come out of you and they're looking at you, you're looking at them, they never stop really looking at you. No, they don't. Even when (laughs) they're not speaking, even when they're not speaking, when they're not Mm -hmm. saying anything, and that's Mm -hmm. in in, that's in infancy and in Mm -hmm. the horrid years of teenagehood. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. They still are paying attention. Very much so. They are not. They're paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, you just wanna you wanna make sure that you're you're leaving good marks. You know, yeah. you're, you're, it's the biggest mean, job ever. It's yeah, the biggest it is the ever. biggest job ever. And the most important job. And you're going to mess it up. Trust mm-hmm. me. Yeah, if, just if, gonna mess it up as little as possible. If Right. Because if parenthood was a place where we actually, let's just say you had markers for and you were, um, you were paid for, first of all, you can never be paid for it. Nope. And secondly, if someone was to put you on a, um, what is it that I'm looking for? Like a scale, you know, oh, okay. there, would, there would be times where, man, you are off the charts and mm-hmm. there would be other times where you're like, there's not even a level for this. Did you one. make the chart? <laughs> <laughs> Did you make the chart? You like, there's not even a level for what just occurred here. Like, I don't. I don't even know, like, maybe I don't even deserve this thing, right? You know, these children, I don't know what I'm doing with them, but. I don't know one thing, you know, for sure that certain things, like, I apologize to my children. Yes, I'm wrong. I do I say well. I'm wrong. I'm yes, sorry. And I think that's very, very important. And I don't, I know when I was growing, I didn't hear none of that, you know, yeah. a lot of blame, but never, never apologizing. Yeah. Totally. And I think that makes a big, big difference. And I tell totally them all the time, I said, look. I've never been a mother of a 20-year-old. I've never been a mother of an 18-year-old. I'm figuring it out. Only thing I can tell you, I tell my daughter, I'm 36 years older than you. Tell my son, I'm 38 years older than you, so I know a little something. I mean, I know everything, but I know a little something. (laughs) I tell tell them all the time, I've been every age you've been. You've not been every age I have been. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Okay. I've been right. every age you have been. You have yet, though, to be every age I have been. So mm-hmm. there lies my my uh, resume true. of life experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, it's true, though. Yeah, you know. So I I just really think you know, life is like every day is a brand new day, and that's. The thing we have to remember every day is it a is. brand new it's day a 
as you said yesterday, what died last night? Died last night. But yet you get a brand new day to start all over again. Mm -hmm. And it really is. Mm -hmm. It's a fresh start every day. I know really that is. there are times in life that the actions from the previous day, from the previous moment does have consequences because that's it does. it's mm -hmm. life. But you have to wake up every day with that attitude that I have to keep pressing forward. And your only real competition in life, your only real measuring in life or, you know, comparison in life is the reflection that you see back of yourself in that mirror every day. That's the only person you have to mm -hmm. really be concerned about making mm -hmm. better, it's true. getting better, being more, doing more, um, you know, discovery, mm -hmm. and just being a better version of yourself every day. Because I feel like when mm -hmm. you do that, then everyone else around you sees that mm -hmm. and prayerfully, they try to emulate that. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. all you can really do. That is all you can really do. That's all, all you, you can, can really do. do. That's all yeah. you can do. So I hope that you all have enjoyed today. I, I thoroughly have, uh, you know, each time we talk, yeah. there is laughter beyond. Like, we're just like, yes, I remember that moment. Like, <laughs> the stuff your kids have done. The stuff your exes have done. The stuff your ex-friends have done, you know. Um, boy, I mean, you know, exes just don't become ex just because you were once married to them. You can ex a lot of things and people in your life. I'm just telling oh, you. Yeah. That. Oh, yes, absolutely. You absolutely. Know. Yeah. You know, it, you just remember expire, ex, you know, excitement. Exactly. Uh, you know, there mm -hmm. ex can mm -hmm. be a lot of things, you know. It'd so, be a lot of things, a lot of things. And, and then sometimes you, you boycott. <laughs> I, I, I'm a good. I, 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 yeah, I, I like. I, I like to boycott too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I boycotted Walmart, and Isabel was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I, I, I'm still boycotting Walmart. I, I, I boycott. I'm, I'm still boycotting Walmart. Okay, I, that's one place they need. I do boycott. <laughs> okay, I, I I I remember boycotting Walmart once before, and and my babe was like, "What what 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 is going on with you?" I was like, "I felt the need to have to do that. I I had to do a separation in order to resume this relationship." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I I've got a Christmas tree for the first time in December from them. I had no choice, but let me tell you, I would be a kicking and screaming. I did not want to give Walmart not a penny of my money, okay? Like, I, I'm boycotting H&M. I was walking by H&M one day. I'm like, yeah, I don't go inside your store no more. And uh, I'm still boycotting them. Okay. You know, so I have my boycotts. And about, about you can boycott situations, you boycott people too. Yeah. You know, to like, got to put them on the sidelines and see, yeah. like, if maybe they, they, they'll learn something. Yeah. I, I love you know, so that's why I say that's funny. Because I say you boycott them now, huh? Well, yep. that's I, hope, important. I hope not to have to boycott anything in anytime soon. Or, you know. Nah, yeah, I think I'm pretty, uh, yeah, I think everything. Well, you never know. I mean, we got so much longer to go in this world, hopefully. Oh. But so far, it's like you, 
I think that I could see a lot of things, you know. Yes. That are coming like, oh, you know, because you could see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, that's what that is. That's what that is. You know. Yeah. And um, you, know, you don't have to. It's already there. That you yes. know whether you want to go with it or not go with it. That's whatever, correct. whatever type of relationship it is. A business relationship, whatever, like, no, nah, I'm not doing business yeah. with that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. Right now. <laughs> right. Yes. What, what, the, what the Taylor, uh, what's her name? Taylor, um, what's her name? The singer? Will. Taylor Day? What's her name? Oh my gosh, why is her name escaping? Deanna Taylor? The, the one who made the song about we are never, ever, ever getting back together again. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. That's her name. Yes. Then we are never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever getting back together again. I know that's right. I know that's right. Taylor is a prime example of relational disappointment. See, that's one thing you have to be careful when you get into a relationship with anyone who is of an art form. Be careful how you treat them. Because oh, yeah. everything oh, yeah. you did to them, yeah. come back out. They're gonna write about you. They're gonna sing about you. Oh about my you. god! <laughs> they write about you, paint about you, they sing about you. And listen, it's not like the people in the world don't know who they're talking about. They know exactly. They're like, oh, she talk about you. <laughs> that that's like um that's like um um Terry McMillan's book. Uh, yes, Wait yes. to Exhale. Yes. Um, the um my girlfriend is uh she is um what's the name Miss Bissett's she's okay. her character okay yeah. so those are all her friends okay those okay she wrote about and my girlfriend was so hot when she wrote about her and everybody knew it was her right that she was that character yes yes well and 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 the, another artist who does that Jill Scott don't play with oh yes yeah, oh yeah 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 you will be, you will be on blast. Yeah, and right. only people that only people don't know who it is if you don't know her personally. Exactly. Your friends know exactly. Well, just like our conversation, it's the same thing with this, right? You know, people but, that don't know us, right? They don't know who it is, but the people that know us, they're like, "Oh, I know who that is." Yeah, <laughs> right. I know exactly what you're talking. Because I've got, I've already gotten a few, a few, you know, texts saying, "Hmm, I wonder who that is." Uh, you know who it is. <laughs> But but realize, and I and I and I, I want to make sure we always reiterate this that we, as we stated, this is about, you know, it's the autopsy of her, right? Healing, evolving, resiliency. This is about our life experiences. But our life experiences are not just ours. Mm-hmm. They've right. already they've already been shared with the individuals who shared them with us, whether we wanted mm-hmm, to or mm-hmm. not. Exactly. Okay, so that's the that's the first thing. So it's really not the secret that you think it is, because it's not, because there were other people involved. Exactly. It's, but the purpose, no, it's never a secret. <laughs> but the purpose of this is not for bashing. It is not bashing. No. It is not to, to disregard anyone. It is not to disregard the relationships that we've had. Um, because if we never had those relationships, we would never mm-hmm. have these experiences. Experience. We would never have That's the right. gifts and the joys that we have been given via our, the birth of our children, the children that we have, mm-hmm. the people that we've met, the experiences that we have. 
But what we are okay. saying is that life is a journey mm-hmm. and it is filled with ebbs and flow. But for some of us, we never get the opportunity to actually say these things out loud. Mm-hmm. We never get to talk about the things that damaged us, that hurt us, that bruised us, that left us mangled and broken. We never get the opportunity to do that. And one, because one, we're ashamed or we Mm -hmm. think nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear that. But guess what? We do. We really Mm -hmm. do. And I always say, I need to help somebody else. Right. Exactly. I need to talk out loud so I can hear myself think because Mm -hmm. sometimes that's what helps you make that decision that you don't know what to do about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because as long as you keep having the conversation just inside your head with you, yourself, and I, Mm. you're kind of in a stuck mode. Yep. But sometimes Mm -hmm. when you talk it out loud or you write it down Mm -hmm. or you share it with another person who will not reflect you know judgment upon you Mm -hmm. it allows you to be able to make a decision that you otherwise may not have been able to do or give you the courage that you could make a decision right so we always want everybody to remember that we are not here to bash anybody to to disrespect anybody or anything we are here talking about real life experiences and we all are work in progress, all of us, each and every. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> this is why we thank, we do. We thank God for grace yes, and mercy. And mercy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So, so we want to say thank you all so much for joining us today. We, we really hope that you have enjoyed. We hope that you have garnered something from this. You gain something from this. You walk away with something that makes you, you know, have an aha moment or mm-hmm. that we made you laugh today in a time <laughs> that you may not have felt like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. So um, we thank you. And Steph, what would you like to just say to the world today? Continue to have a fabulous day. And continue to have a fabulous life. You, you fight for that. You deserve that. You yeah. know, we hope our stories have helped, you know, you, you know, bring some things to mind to help you heal or like, oh, wow, that, I remember that. That happened to me. This is what it's all about. Right. Absolutely. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We love you all. Have a wonderful day. Steph, I love you. Love you too, honey. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.